This week, Pinduo Duo announced it had dethroned Alibaba as China's most used commerce and shopping app. It's an app that most Americans have never heard of, but according to the Wall Street Journal, it has over 788 million users. That's over twice the entire population of the United States. Not bad for a platform that was launched only five years ago. That's right, you heard it here first. Pin Duo Duo is the new super app. In this edition of Commerce Code, the phenomenal rise of the super app. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on March 26th. This is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. The super app, it's all the rage. A super app is the kind of mobile app that starts with one key function like shopping or messaging, and then rapidly grows to consume more and more of the consumer's digital intention by adding new capabilities. The super app is positioning itself as the key strategy for success for any company that wants to gain and keep digital mindshare with consumers. There are numerous examples out there with Alipay, Alibaba being one of the most famous and maybe Amazon being not far behind. Amazon started out as a way to buy books online, then rapidly grew to video streaming, then clothes shopping, then food with Whole Foods, and then drone delivery, etc., etc., etc. Well, Pinduo is also a super app, and it combines mobile gaming with Groupon-like group purchasing, and then layers on aspects of social media. But one key feature that seems to be common to almost all super apps is offers or the ability to purchase goods or services at a specific merchant at a discount. In other words, payment-linked merchant offers or app-linked retail offers are the active ingredient that make super apps succeed. Enter Rakuten, our guest on the show today. Rakuten can easily be called one of the most successful super apps in Japan, which after all is the third largest economy in the world. In Japan, Rakuten is an e-commerce company that operates one of the largest e-commerce sites. The company is also one of the top credit card issuers, owns a leading messaging app, Viber, owns one of the largest mobile phone networks, and is a leading online bookseller, not to mention one of the largest loyalty companies in the country. In short, it is a super app. In the U.S., however, Rakuten has focused on enabling super apps by bringing to market the most important active ingredient, merchant offers. We speak with Aaron Warren, the general manager of the Rakuten card-linked offer network, and we discuss super apps and the central role that offers play in this rapidly expanding sector of digital commerce. Aaron, good morning, how are you? I'm great, Silvio, good morning to you. Now, as we look around the world, and particularly in Asia, where Rakuten is headquartered, there's this rise in these basically super apps, right? They have the ability to do card-linked offers, personal financial management, you name it, it's in that big super app. But a big part of it is the card-linked offers. Is Rakuten open to other partnerships with other mobile wallets or high-engagement super apps? Yeah, so absolutely. On the Rakuten side, we're really trying to build an ecosystem, a network 
that links merchants with consumers using card-linked offers and provides those merchant offers in a way that is compelling and ties to that purchase process that the consumer makes every time they use either a mobile wallet or transact with a bank or through a, a rewards loyalty program. For us, for Rakuten, our business interests are all about let's do what's right for the merchant, right? That's what Rakuten's history and legacy is. And so, I would define good distribution partners as being anyone that's got a consumer app or experience where asking for someone's credit card feels like a natural part of that consumer experience. And I think so mobile wallets end up being a great fit for that. And I think card-linked offers then help drive more value for the consumers within that mobile wallet experience. And so what we're really looking for is other partners who share that type of experience where they can very comfortably ask a consumer for their credit card and then provide real value back to that consumer. That makes a lot of sense. And I really attach to your point about making it, you know, merchant first. So if you can create value for those merchants, then really everything else follows. Now, looking a little bit more in detail at the publisher platform experience or the mobile app experience, it it does really seem like card-linked offers have reached a turning point because not only do most of the largest banks in the U.S. and around the world have card-linked offer programs, but now the majority of the leading mobile wallets also have them, and you've mentioned some of them already. What is it about card-linked offers that makes them so attractive to these mobile wallet and publishing platforms? Like, why is it that everybody's got to have it now? Well, I mean, I think it goes back to my prior comment where it's all about providing value within that mobile wallet experience. And so how are you going to make sure that a consumer wants to engage with your mobile wallet product? Well, you can add card-linked offers and give consumers offers that make it cheaper and more attractive to use your mobile wallet. So I think we're getting to the point where you need to have that ability to be able to pull in offers to just be competitive now. Now, one of the things from a consumer perspective that they've come to expect, in fact, we've all come to expect, is a higher level of personalization. I think that's going to be an enduring change that happened during the pandemic. It's not one size fits all like we were accustomed to in face-to-face commerce. Now, you know, the consumer expects things to be personalized to their mobile wallet, to their app, because, of course, that app or mobile wallet has a lot more data about them, and, and therefore you can personalize How is Rakuten working to provide that level of personalization for card-linked offers where it surprises and delights me as a consumer that, like, you actually know who I am and therefore can present the right offer to me at the right time? So I think there's a couple of ways to kind of approach that. You're right. It's all about how can I personalize that consumer experience? And I think there's lots of ways that you can do that. Really, our product is merchant offers, but the delivery mechanism is in content APIs. And so we're inherently flexible. We are built to be able to provide content that then these publishers can pull into their experiences and customize in ways that are relevant for their audience. So they're able to use these offer as ingredients to create customized consumer experiences that are relevant based on the the front end data that they have. You know, moving forward, we are exploring ways of doing some targeting and we are starting to dabble in how we can layer in more targeting and how do we use the aggregate universe of our data with our backend service 
services? And how do we do that in a way that's compliant and yet drives value for the consumer? So more to come on that. Yeah, that seems like a really important area as platforms like Apple and Google pull back from the traditional third-party cookie model and allowing third parties to target on browsing habits. Being able to target and personalize on financial data will be really, really important going forward. Really exciting. And, you know, a lot of things have changed over the past year because of the pandemic. What do you think is coming next? Are there any really significant changes on the horizon that you would say, you know, look, if you're in the card-linked offer business, or you're in the digital commerce business, you really need to be paying attention to this trend. You work with so many merchants, many of the leading digital publishers out there, and you're obviously one of the leading digital publishers. And in addition to that, you work with a lot of these companies in different geographic markets around the world. What are some of the maybe one or two things that you think are really important that we should all be paying attention to that's coming next? What I think will be fascinating to watch and the thing that I'm really interested in seeing is how much of these new habits that we learned in the past year around ordering pretty much everything online, paying contactless payments, really the rapid acceleration of e-commerce in non-traditional categories or categories that have traditionally lagged. And what I am dying to see in the back half of the year is how much of that behavior sticks versus how much of this do we decide, hey, when we can finally be around people, do we choose to go back into in-stores? And if we do choose to go back, how do retailers respond to this changing environment by rethinking? And do they take the opportunity to rethink what those in-store experiences really are. And one of the things that that I think we're going to get to is this becomes all about the consumer experience and the fact that somebody is not either an e-commerce consumer or an in-store consumer. They are using their mobile devices as a purchase companion to move seamlessly and effortlessly between these experiences. I think that we are going to have to really wrap our heads around this meandering consumer experience in a way that I think will be challenging, but that's, I think, the path that we're going down. And what's your best guess? Because I'm not going back to doing all my shopping in-store. Definitely not. I'm going to basically keep doing what I've been doing over the last year is pretty much vast majority of my shopping and our household shopping is going to stay e-commerce. Do you think most consumers are going to do that or what's your best guess? No, I I think that there's going to be absolutely a group of people, Sylvia, like you, who say, hey, you know what? This is actually better for me. I've seen the light. This is faster, better. It works for me. I think there's going to be another group of people who say, hey, you know what? What I've learned through all of this process is that I've got too much technology in my life and I need to find ways to connect with people and I want to go out and have all of those experiences. And I think there'll be some pent up demand, especially in the back half of the year. I think the phrase that's out there is revenge shopping, right? As people want to, they want to get out, they want to buy the stuff, eat the stuff, go and have experiences where they've had all this pent up demand for the past year. So I think when people feel safe to do so, there'll be a flood. What'll be interesting to see is then do we find some kind of new normal? Interesting. So there'll be like two camps, the e-commerce hermits and then the revenge shoppers, and they're going to be duking it out in stores near you. (laughs) So really interesting, Erin. Thank you so much for your insights. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Always happy to chat. That's Erin Warren, the general manager of Rakuten Cardlinked Offers Network, speaking to us from Boston, Massachusetts. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on Super Apps. 
What comes up must come down. That maxim seems to be true in the rapidly evolving landscape of digital commerce. Right when it seemed that Alibaba Alipay was invincible, a smaller, more nimble startup, only five years old, hit Alibaba from behind. What's not clear is whether Alibaba and Alipay will regain its crown from Pinduoduo as Asia's super app with the largest reach. In the fiercely competitive world of digital commerce, leadership is never assured. Super apps have to earn their top place and re-earn it every single day. And as we've learned on the show today, merchant offers and consumer convenience are key to remaining relevant and staying on top. And if you want to learn more about digital merchant offers for your business, these are offers linked to mobile apps, cards, and mobile wallets, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. That's www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.